Welcome to Two Songs, One Couple, where a geeky metalhead husband swaps songs with his nerdy country girl wife. Grab a drink, get comfy, and join us on our musical chat. I've had a ton of coffee this morning. Yay! I am catching up, so I am very laggy and tired, but I'll catch up. I'll catch up. Wake it up. Wake it up. So we're drinking Nguyen coffee, and full disclosure, we are not sponsored by anybody. This stuff's pretty good, though. Point that out. Yeah. Nguyen coffee found me somehow on the internet. It's either (laughs) Facebook or Instagram. So they found me, so they figured I liked coffee, and they figured I'm a Vietnamese, so why not sell me on Vietnamese-made coffee? What makes it stand out is it's woman-owned, and it's first-generation, Vietnamese-American-owned. Yeah, and it's like a small business. Yeah, small it's business East in Coast, but... Brooklyn. The founder of the company, her name is Sarah Nguyen, and I listened to another podcast, Asian Hustle Network, and she was featured as their guest... And she just talked about how she started. She decided to become her own boss. So she decided to invest in Vietnam and invest in the farmers there and to work with them to produce higher end coffee. That's pretty cool. She said a lot of people don't realize that not all places end up that way. Like these fancy ass single origin coffee beans don't just like appear out of nowhere. A lot of times people invest in it. Yeah. So she did exactly the same with Vietnam. It's pretty tasty. It's pretty good. What really sold me on this company is they sell the Vietnamese coffee filters, the small ones that sit on top of a cup. The metal one. Yeah, the metal one that makes Café Zida. That's what I really wanted. But they're like, well, you don't get free shipping until you spend this much money. I'm like, okay. So I bought their (laughs) coffee too. And their coffee's pretty good. Thanks. Awesome. If people want to support this small, delicious coffee shop... And again, we're not paid to say this. We're just throwing it out there. Sharing some cool finds that we found. Where do they go? They're called Nguyen Coffee Supply. And you just go to NguyenCoffeeSupply.com. If you don't know how to spell that, it's N-G-U-Y-E-N-C-O-F-F-E-E-S-U-P-P-L-Y. NguyenCoffeeSupply.com. We're not getting paid for it, but I would not reject any free coffee that's sent to us. So, yeah. Yes, Sarah Nguyen. (laughs) I'm sure you're listening to this very popular podcast. Smoke rising on the day and baby Can't pry myself out of your arms Maybe I'll call in sick today cause feeling This way's too good to waste on coffee Good morning, angel girl, is foggy Living in a shit show Modern day Romeo But I forget my Juliet Ain't no time for you People calling me List of things to do Alright, what'd you give me? I gave you Foggy by Leslie Odom Jr. It's from his 2019 album called Mister. Okay, I kind of want to say before you like rip it apart that I flippin' love this song. So be gentle. <laughs> or else I like you're how sleeping you sleeping on the couch. I like how you do that for the songs you love to try to make me <laughs> give it a higher rating. 
Go fuck yourself. Oh, I'm okay, not gonna go sleep on the couch. It's fine. The TV's out there. There's 32 seasons of The Simpsons I can watch on Disney Plus. You're kind of a joke. fuck yeah. Okay, so fine. my goal is to try and watch all 32 seasons. Okay, so your goal uh, is to goal. get kicked out of the bedroom. So if I <laughs> if I rip this apart, I'll, I'm on my way to finishing all 32 seasons. So, Mister, I want to sleep on the couch. What did you think? I think it's pretty cool that he starts the song off with the name of the song. It's like, hey, if you didn't know the name of the song, it's Foggy. Uh, let me repeat it. Foggy. I get it. <laughs> I get it, bro. It's called Foggy. Move on. Kind of an ass. Cool. Sweet and sappy. Sweet and sappy. Yeah. It's not like, oh, baby girl, you're so pretty. Mm. Yeah, but it's like, Let me oh, look in your eyes. Oh, it's foggy mm. outside. I just want to hold you. Why did I marry you? And then, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's all about he doesn't want to leave his lover's arms just because it's foggy outside. No. <laughs> it's about taking That's what a, he said, dude. That You're so literal. It's about taking time out of your busy day and like your all everyday chores for love for fun for life now don't you feel silly being a dick he didn't say that he yes, just he said did. It's, it's, a, it's gloomy outside i want to i want to be here running in the rat race i forgot to make a time and space for us what the hell do you think he's talking about he's talking about love well i know it's about love but like making space for love in your busy hectic day something i relate to quite a lot yeah okay okay this lyric of because feeling this way is too good to waste on coffee. The fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> Coffee's awesome. That's hilarious because we just spoke about I know, coffee. No, we're just talking about coffee. Wow. Come on. I, I get it. What he's saying is like it's cold outside. It's super warm and cuddly in bed with someone that you love. And this feeling is too good to waste on coffee and work. Coffee is never a waste. Coffee How dare is, you? Coffee is a symbol of work. Get out of bed. Drink coffee. Go back into bed. How about that? <laughs> drink no. coffee while you're in bed. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I get it. I get the lyrics. I get he's talking about their lives. Both of their lives are very hectic. And he feels safe in his lover's arms and doesn't want to leave to deal with all the other shit. Yeah, all the little stupid shit that you have to, quote unquote, have to do right now, right? Like laundry and work emails and work phone calls and just work in general. Yeah, but like, yeah, he says we're living in a shit show and kind of prophetic we kind of are but i know he wasn't talking about what we're dealing with now but we are in a shit show and there's a romeo and juliet comparison is it really like they're star-crossed lovers i don't think that's what he's trying to convey why did he use shakespeare to convey an idea (laughs) that is not applicable you were so mad is she is she like from a completely different like does his family forbid him from seeing her stop being so literal are they rival families are they in the mafia? All right, stop being so literal. No, I think what he's trying to say with the Romeo Juliet is just that he's the Romeo and she's the Juliet. That they're a love story, right? The typical, right? When so you say gonna Romeo, kill each other. No. they're gonna commit Again, suicide at the stop end. Stop being so literal. <laughs> no. Um, or is he trying to convey that they're gonna commit relationship suicide? No. Is their relationship in trouble? Well, I guess that would be a little bit more on the nose, but I still think you're overthinking it. During our normal lives, pre-2020 lives, I thought it was very illustrative of my struggle in particular with carving out time for what's actually important versus like all the minutia shit that I feel like I need to get done. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm very much the type of person where I get obsessive with my list of things that I have to do 
for yeah. work or for life or for other people, I tend to make those a priority over fun stuff like dates and love and scooshy gooshy stuff. I related to this song a lot. And then I love Leslie Odom Jr.'s voice. He's an amazing artist. I love him in Hamilton. He was great in the nationwide commercial. That's what I can't get out of my head. <laughs> did we first discover him from a fucking commercial? <laughs> we did because we are hella lame and hella behind the times. I didn't watch Hamilton until 2020. Well, I mean, a lot of people didn't because that's when they finally made it available for viewing at home. I guess, but other people like listen to the soundtrack and stuff like yeah. that. I get why it's good. It's well done. The talent, the cast, very good. Amazing. They're all very talented. Yeah. Except for, um, you pointed this out, actually. Lin-Manuel Miranda. You said he was the worst one. <laughs> he is the worst because one. Because <laughs> he's the guy who wrote the musical. So he was able to put himself in the show, right? I think he produced it, too. Yeah, right. I think he wrote yeah. it and produced it. Wrote, produced it, whatever. He was the he's creator. Awesome. He was yeah. the creator of it. Yes. But I bet you if... Some random guy that was exactly his talent tried to audition for that part. Not get it. it. No, not at all. So he was clearly the worst one of the bunch. It's like what Frank Zappa says. Mm -hmm. If he tried out as a singer for his own band, he would not make it. Yeah, I agree. But even saying that, he wasn't terrible. Like he wasn't off key. He didn't detract from all the other talent that was around him. And Mm -hmm. if anything, I feel like all that talent on stage elevated him. If some of the other talent wasn't there and you were just left with him, you would have been like, "Mm -hmm." yeah, David Diggs. He's my favorite. He's awesome. Of the cast. Oh my God. He's awesome. His rap group clipping. (laughs) Love them. I save that for another day, but not a big fan. (laughs) They're so good. Mm. Lots of button pushing on that Check one. out David Diggs. Check out Clipping. Yes. Forget ch- Leslie Odom. Oh, fuck Just kidding. off. Check out Hamilton if you haven't. But this is not about Hamilton. This is about Leslie Odom Jr. Nationwide is on your side. I love that commercial. <laughs> Anyways. That's probably his best work. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Just watch his nationwide commercials on YouTube. Anyway, I'm good with that. I love uh, him. And let's talk about. Let's go back to the song a little bit, right? Well, hold up. Okay, hold okay, up. Okay. So I love him. The moral of the story is that his star is rising. Like he's starting to get more and more work, and I think we're gonna see more and more from him. I hope. Yeah. One thing I can't deny is his talent. Yeah. The song, it's okay. Mm. See, that's the thing too. Like, there's a lot of talented artists where the talent only takes you so far. The songwriting needs to be good too. True. Song, songwriting is okay. Well, then let's talk about this song. Like, what about it? Like, put you off? Because I love this song and this album, Mister, grew on me. Like when I first heard it, I was like, man, blah, blah. <laughs> I'll just stick with the nationwide commercials. Yeah. And Hamilton. <laughs> but then I listened to it more and more and it totally, it's a grower. It totally grew on me. So talk to me about like, why are you so mean and grumpy and you hate Foggy? I don't hate it. <laughs> it's just average. Go on. Explain yourself, sir. I guess the melody is okay. I guess I can remember it. I can recall it. It goes like Foggy, Foggy. Oh, yeah. Like oh, okay. Maybe I don't remember it. <laughs> It doesn't stick with me. Just doesn't speak to you? It has similar vibes to a song I do like. It's counter to my point. But it reminds me of the song Always by Above and Beyond featuring Zoe Johnston. Like the way the music is presented is similar where it's just piano and voice. That's yeah. number one. Number two, the way the piano is just quarter notes and yeah. chords. It's just there to support it's the just voice. It's like boom, boom, boom. So simple. Uh-huh. Well, what do you think the Above and Beyond song has that this one doesn't? Like what's lacking in this I don't song? Know, I like the melody better. Huh. But I think his vocal talent is better. Zoe Johnson's voice is more unique. Leslie Odom Jr., as talented as he is, I don't feel like he sounds that unique. Sure. When we were watching The Masked Singer, we thought this (laughs) dude was Leslie Odom Jr. He sounds just like him, right? You agreed with me. 
Yes, I agree. It turned out he was not. It was just some other dude. I agree. His tone is not particularly special, but his control is amazing. And that's unique. His talent is hard to come by, I think. Yeah. I don't deny his talent. Dude is very talented. Yes. Very good at what he does. His tone and his sound is not particularly unique. I still love it. Mm -hmm. It's very soothing. He can do runs that are spot on. And God damn it, I want to be able to do that. He's one of those singers that I am super, super jealous of because he makes it look so easy. And he's not a crazy Mariah Carey diva where he's doing runs all the fucking time where you're just like sick of the runs. Yeah. You know, he uses them in very specific ways. And he's got a super cool jazzy throwback vibe. I would love to hear him on like a uh, a vocal jazz album. So you should listen to Mr. Oh, is that what mm. the entirety of the album sounds like or? Kind of. It's like he's playing around with standards of all genres. You're like, huh, this sounds kind of like Frank Sinatra. And you're like, oh, huh, this sound sounds a little bit more like a bluesy song. He's playing with different jazz styles on Mr. And I think that's what threw me off originally because there's not like one set theme for the whole album. Yeah. But it grows on you. And then you're like, okay, this is actually a pretty cool album. You just got to listen to it a couple of times. When you genre hop like that, it's a fine line between not having an identity Mm -hmm. and giving your listeners variety. Yeah. Walking that line is very hard to vary your songs enough so that they sound different, but there's a cohesive effort. Mm-hmm. I know we're not talking about the album, but if we're just looking at this song, it's okay. What would you rate it out of like five Romeos and Juliets? I would probably put this at three out of five Romeos and Juliets. I don't know if I would reach for this song, but if it was on, I wouldn't mind it. Oh my God. You're uh, dead to me. The lyrics are fine. Guess who's watching Simpsons tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Leslie Odom Jr. is good. Very good. Very talented. Very vocally talented. And I know that's not all that needs to be to make a song good. Like, he doesn't have to be super vocally talented. He doesn't have to sound unique. When it comes down to it, it's just, do I like the song? The answer is, yeah, kind of. Dead to me. You're okay, Leslie. Fighting the world's real man to lose. Learning to hate, but failing to what you got for me so i gave you two versions of the same song the song is called vultures by pineapple express vultures is off of the ep passages and shortly after that they made a reimagined version of it ah what do you think i guess i should start with the first one yeah let's start with the original version yeah okay before i dive into like the two songs individually as a duo the two songs conveyed an interesting story to me 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's real or not because I didn't look up the lyrics. So this may be completely off and wrong. That's fine. Let's see. <laughs> but to me, it kind of denoted two coins of mental health struggles. Okay. Like the first song gave the sense of somebody in a battle, in a war. There were some sound clips of, it sounded like Air Force. Mm-hmm. People. That to me like kind of gave me a sense of, okay, somebody who's in a battle, but they're struggling with the fact that they're in a battle, they're struggling a little bit. And so some of the words that I was able to pick up on were like suffocating and desire, but my demons, they keep screaming and we keep falling, but I'm tired. So like the sense of almost hopelessness and a little bit of frantic, manic energy. The drums are super, super cool behind the song. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that kind of stood out to me and it kind of drives the song and drives that frenetic energy a little Mm -hmm. bit and then all of a sudden there's a flute that comes out i'm like what the fuck is this is the flute why interesting why is there a flute in here but okay i'm gonna roll with it what do you think about the electronic parts it's like a synthy part yeah yeah that runs over it or beneath it or however you want to describe it the whole song gave me a feeling of like depeche mode meets pain of salvation meets opeth meets the flower kings Mm -hmm. the electronic vibe going that you were mentioning where i'm like all right but it mashes up really well so i'm not like startled by the electronic that sound Uh for me it works i think the one thing that doesn't work in that version of the song is the flute but the flute works in the reimagined version do you want to move on to the reimagined version now sure Falling behind, we're down on our knees by ourselves, but we're chasing the light for so long, all this time. Jade and a tired, now I get into our denial. We keep falling, but I'm tired. The reimagined version is like the second side of that mental health struggle. Mm-hmm. Like the first is the anger, frantic energy part of mental health sometimes, like the manic side. You have something driving you to do something and you don't know why and what you're doing and you just have all this energy and you need to get out some way. I don't know how else to explain that. Mm-hmm. And then the reimagined version is more like maybe taking a happy pill. You're still struggling a little bit with finding some stability mentally. Like you're still struggling with that darkness, but it's a little bit neon colors brought in. Or you're like coming down from a manic episode and you're still struggling. But this version, it's beautiful. And there's so many elements that are working in this one that I think were either hidden in the original or just I didn't notice in the original. Mm-hmm. 
like the lyrics are coming out more and more. So like you get to hear things like lying in wait, yearning for truth, fighting the the wars we're meant to lose. Like that was mm-hmm. the first thing that I heard. I was like, whoa. And it gives you the sense that they're in a battle still. Like maybe this is post battle. Maybe this is after the war and you're struggling with PTSD or something. Yeah. I caught on to like trapped in our minds. How can we heal? But we're chasing the light for so long all this time. Like those are lyrics that popped out. And I was like, holy shit, that's beautiful. And I totally didn't even hear it in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in this one, like the guitar and the the piano, but mainly the guitar. <laughs> You like the keyboard. Admit it. I like the guitar Uh where it's a lot of really fast picking. I really dug that. And the piano wasn't annoying. So yay. But yeah, I mean, I liked both versions. I thought they were two different sides of the same story. Wow. I did a lot of talking. Sorry. No, that's awesome. I like your analysis. To give you a little more context of the band, they do mix a lot of genres together progressive rock a little bit of metal a little bit of electronic a little bit of carnatic but it's indian classical music which is where the flute comes from oh and also one song is hard to give you a picture of what they really are you really should listen to the whole ep to get a better sense of what they are they even include a little bit of rapping in there which is little (laughs) i'm not a huge fan of that part but there's even singing in hindi oh that's cool um but it's not representative in this song. This song is like their single. So it's kind mm-hmm. of the poppiest song on the EP. I can see that. Like it's got a really catchy melody that kind of weasels its way in your head. Did I say they're from India? Yeah, they're from Bangalore. Well, you hinted at it because you mentioned the Indian yeah. flute. I found this man. I was catching up on, I still am. It's um. It's March. Oh, fuck. It's almost March. <laughs> We're already like most of the way through February. I'm still catching up on 2020 albums. This was one of the standouts of the bunch. From 2020? From 2020 that I listened to a little too late. It's never and too late. This EP is great. There's a song I think I like better off of the EP. But the reason why I gave this to you is to kind of mirror what you did for me with Kelsey Ballerini. Yeah, you copycat. And I really like your lyrical analysis. Is it right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I took the lyrics a little more literal because, like you said, I'm literal. You are. And I just really thought it was just about <laughs> war. But now that you mentioned that it's probably about mental health, a war inside your head, mm-hmm. that makes a lot more sense. Like firing our guns at ourselves. I took that literally. Like if you're in a war and you're firing guns at other people, it's kind of like self-inflicting. Yeah. You're hurting yourself too. Because yeah. like I can't speak for any anybody who's been in war. I don't know. But personally, if I shot at someone or I did shoot someone and killed that person, I'm sure that would affect me in a very profound way. Yeah, totally. Right? So it's kind of like in a literal sense, that's how I took it. I can see that. We're failing to prove that our greed was innocent. So a lot of wars are fought over materials or money. Yeah. And with war, any governments or any bodies of government that starts a war has to or at least tries to justify why they're going to war. Yeah. They're saying, hey, I'm going to war because of this bad guy or this bad thing. When in reality, a lot of wars are fought over money, greed. Or it's not so black and white where it's like, they're bad, we're good. You know, there's a lot of gray in there. Right. The original song does give you the sense that they are in an actual battle or an actual war. Mm -hmm. What did you think then about the reimagined one? Is it still in a war or what was your interpretation i just of that thought, yeah i just thought it was about a war i just thought they just wanted to do like hey we want to do an acoustic version just because just because that's what people do and because things are shut down now mm-hmm. whatever the case may be i thought this was just like a quarantine project mm-hmm. um, like basically they're bored and they want something to do that's so what they're I thought. like yeah, yeah let's let's pick a little bit of the guitar that's what i thought <laughs> i don't know 
I don't know if they had this vision originally or if they had some elements that they cut out of the original version that they wanted to put back in. I have no idea. I don't know much about the band. I do know that they don't have an album. They just have like three or four EPs. I would love a full-length album. And I would love a tour, but I don't know if that's economically feasible for a band that size. I don't know how big they are. Well, judging on the fact that they only have a few EPs and not a full-length album, I would say they're still a a pretty young, new Mm -hmm. band that probably has not blown up yet. But I agree with you. Like, I would love to hear more from them. These two songs, I think, were pretty awesome. They, like, give me a sense of a really good prog band that's coming up. Yeah, I wonder why they call themselves Pineapple Express. Are they fans of weed? Isn't it also a term for something else? Like before it was weed, it was something else. So according to Wikipedia, Uh Pineapple Express is a non-technical term for a meteorological phenomenon characterized by a strong and persistent flow of moisture and associated (laughs) with heavy precipitation from the waters adjacent to the Hawaiian Islands and extending to any location along the Pacific coast of North America. So it's a rain event. So this band from India named themselves after a weather event. Or a strain of weed, which is probably more accurate. Yeah. Okay. So out of five marijuanas, (laughs) what would you rate this? Out of five stinky sticks. Jazz lettuce. (laughs) Ew. I don't know why, but that sounds really gross. Um, I would rate it, I'd rate it a four. I'm not quite sure what's making me hesitant to give it five. Yeah, maybe no flute in the first one, maybe more guitar, less button pushing in the second one. (laughs) I did forget to mention which version I liked better. Yeah, which one do you like better? I do love both versions a lot, but I think I prefer the reimagined version because Mm -hmm. they added a lot more harmonies. Mm -hmm. The ending they reworked, it just sounds more epic. Mm -hmm. But I do like the electronics of the first version. I like them both. So yeah, so four out of five. Yeah, this was a good one. I, I hope to hear more from them. Okay. Thank you for listening to Two Songs, One Couple. If you like what you hear and you want more, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TwoSongsOneCouple.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you very much. Bye. We are on pause while Peter looks it up on his phone. He's looking it up on his phone. We are on pause while Peter looks it up. It's on his phone. And go.